Hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Career Optimum Podcast. Glad you could be here. I'm your host, Joe Rosenlich, a career coach based in the Washington, D.C. area. And then in this episode, I'd like to talk about what all of you, I'm sure, have heard about uh, the Great Resignation. Um, there are different names for it, uh, the Great Reshuffle, uh, the Great Retirement, um, and any number of other terms that you may have heard. So to talk with me today, I'm very uh, lucky to have Emily Rothberg with me. And Emily is a coach, and one of her coaching specialties is retirement coaching. So um, I'm very happy to have Emily with us today so she could share her insights and maybe give it a, a few tips uh, for people who may be considering retirement um, or, um, or, or actually going through the process right now. So I will give it, uh, Emily a chance to introduce herself herself. So <laughs> go for it, Emily. Thank you, Joe. So it's, this is great. This is what fun. It's, you know, I, you're a career coach too, and, and retirement is sort of part of the spectrum, right? So so yeah, so I've been coaching for several years now, although if I think about it, I've always been a coach. My first job was as a high school teacher. And if you can, 18 year olds, if you can do that, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been in the corporate sector, the nonprofit sector. My first major career was really around corporate social responsibility and helping organizations, helping communities, helping people, you know, fulfill their potential. And so I actually left Deloitte as a retiree uh, several years back. So I personally had to sort of figure out what do I want for myself? What's my next? So coaching made sense to me. Uh, it's about helping people navigate sort of times in life where there are choices to be made and maybe you're not sure exactly what you should do. Sometimes we have too many choices, sometimes not enough choices or we feel stuck. So, um, and definitely something like retirement planning or thinking about, it goes back to a lot of issues that you talk about as a career coach is what do I want for my life? What's, what's important to me? How am I going to spend my time? Um, and so I actually found myself in that situation, woke up Monday, nine o'clock, eight o'clock and okay, how am I going to spend my time? I was part of a major reorg, a leadership. I took a package. So it's personal for me. And um, as you say, the this time we're in, it, a lot of people have thought about it or done it. And what does it even mean? So there's there's a lot we have to talk about today, Joe. Absolutely. So since uh, co uh, retirement coaching is kind of in your um, your coaching arsenal, so to speak. <laughs> yes. Can, can you, can you talk about My bag first, of tricks? Yeah, there we go. Um, can you talk first about kind of how the pandemic has impacted the rate of early retirements and retirement in general? Um, and sure. do you see what's been happening as more 
like the great resignation or the great reshuffle, or do you have another term that you, that you like? So for sure, there was this so-called great retirement and you had, I mean, I saw it on LinkedIn. It's like, I quit. And right. And you saw these people like, you know, it's sort of like, I can't, I'm fed up. I can't take it anymore. And so for sure, and you know, there are a lot of, a lot of factors that contributed to that. Um, first of all, let's talk about what really, what it was like. People were afraid. People were, we didn't know, especially, and people were terrified of getting sick and worse. And so it was really sobering for people to think about what, what's important. And, you know, schools are shut down and kids are at home. Um, so traditional work arrangements are just not working anymore. It's sort of all up in the air and that affects things. On a more sort of positive side, I guess. So the stock market is hot. The, you know, housing prices are soaring. So people of a certain age who might have thought about retirement are looking at their stock portfolio for people in a certain income bracket obviously right and they're saying okay you know i'm done this is my time um so i also think it's just part of the sort of great questioning of what's important what do i want for myself and you did have people who were leaving now were they retiring that goes to what the word retirement means which i know i think we're going to talk about um but for sure in 2021 i think as i the stuff that i've read there's almost been this unretirement trend where uh, I think, especially since last summer, the numbers started going up, a hotter job market as companies and organizations more desperate to, to bring in folks, you know, people staying away. Um, it's uneven. Some sectors are still recovering and still, you know, you look at it when we go out there in the world or we go into our supermarket and we see the results of supply chain and all that. Um, and many who, um, we also have reduced COVID risk. Right. So the vaccine is out there. People are doing that. So that's bringing back higher wages or attracting people back. And now in 2022, we have inflation fears and recession fears, or recession um, uh, layoffs in key sectors. So the labor market's starting to cool. And um, many who retired are young enough, thought they were retired, to re-enter the labor force. So it's going to be sort of interesting to see how that all uh, plays out. But I think as Sort of a takeaway from all of this there when there are periods of tremendous uncertainty there are shifts and some of it's due to really negative things and real fears and some of it's i want more i want more for my life and questioning what's important right yeah and i think it's you know at first when it started happening where people were kind of leaving their jobs we didn't know if it was kind of just a phase or, you know, just kind of like a blip on the radar or what right. it was. But now that we're in mid 2022 and it's still, you know, a thing very much so, then it's definitely kind of been baked into, you know, the culture of, of work. And I don't see it going away anytime soon. I think, I think people's preferences are you know, it used to be all about the money, but now it's kind of shifting where, yeah, money's important, but also I need to, my life, my work-life balance. Yes. Um, my, the flexibility, that's, that's right. you know, equally or more important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a member of my family, I don't know that my <laughs> son, want, 
is, you know, people thought it's generational, that people who are older might want to be part of in person as opposed to people who are younger. Well, guess what? That's not true. Um, this Here's a, a young person in my family who's uh, quit his job. He did quit because he was tired of rolling out of bed and logging on to the laptop and doing his job. So in this flexible environment, as you talk about it, you know, he renegotiated. He took time. He took time for himself to think about what he wanted. And this is a guy in his late 20s. So we have to be careful. We make generalities about, you know, this is happening, that's happening. But I think what you and I are talking about is that this people are really questioning what's important. And we'll see how that plays out as the economy sort of shifts and flexibility. This individual is now working part time, mm-hmm. has worked out a deal with part time. So. I mean, the organizations that thrive and the individuals who are able to negotiate that are going to be the ones that come off better off, even as we've been through this terrible, just awful, awful experience over the last couple of years. Right. That's what I believe. Yeah. Um, and I know, speaking of retirement, you, maybe you have some different terms that you prefer. <laughs> um, you know, the it's... <laughs> So the, the term, you know, our, there's, there's a couple, the term, you know, retirement has, has a very negative connotation. And actually, I did some homework, and it comes from the French, retire, I don't know, four years of high school French, right? So it's a military terminology, and it means withdraw to a place of safety. Okay. It's seclusion. So this idea that we're going to go from, you know, just go, 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 nine to five or eight to whatever it is in this full career. And, and then we're going to do nothing. We're going to retreat. Just sort of doesn't make sense during a time when people were living longer. You know, even Social Security has been adjusted. The idea that you were going to, at 62, I'm done. It's like, hello, I'm 61. I'm not done. And, and yet, you know, so, so a big part of the problem is the language no longer, it no longer fits. And um, so we used, and some of the terms, also cultural ageism, honestly, uh, retirement, retirement homes, there's a lot of negative, you don't see a lot of codgers and geek, you know, you don't really have these positive associations. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, um, Frankie, uh, what's it called? It's with Jane Fonda and Lily Tom and Grace and Frankie. Right, right, Grace and Frankie. So, you know, they're, they're out there living and whatever. So it's, it's really mixed. And so people will talk about their next, it's their next chapter. Um, they'll talk about, we need, we just don't have the language. And I think that makes it really, really complicated for people when they think about it. It's what I'm just jumping off a cliff. I'm going for a hundred miles an hour. To zero. So to the conversation we're having earlier, those people who were quitting their jobs, they're not doing nothing. We're right. doing something. And the question is, what are the drivers to me that help me decide? Is it money? Is it status? Is it purpose? You know, what is it that I need? So, so for sure, it's, we just don't have the right words for it. Um, to talk about this period of time. People are uncomfortable talking about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking maybe the great reinvention because, you know, I think what even that may, may intimidate some people because it's like, oh my God, I have to now like 
re, yes. re you know, overhaul my whole life. And um, there's, you I know, love that a, you said that. You know, yes. Yeah. So it's, I think we have to be careful on, because I think people's identities are, you know, wrapped up in, you know, their job a lot of times. Um, there's, especially there's a they, term, there's a term workism. Yeah. Which is sort of this idea that our job is who we are. Sorry, you are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And it's, um, it's not, it's easier said than done to kind of unravel or extricate, extricate yourself from, you know, especially if you've been at a job for many years, um, the same job, the same company, what, what have you, it's hard. So there's a word in Spanish. It's the only, when you talk about, it's sort of your, you're cursed either way. So on the one hand, there's this negative connotation, but you bring up this really good point, which is this sort of, these are your golden air, you know, your golden age. Like you were, people think, oh, you're retiring. You're going to go. It's like, that's a lot of pressure. And, yeah. and sort of, there's a word in Spanish that's used. It's called jubilación, which is, you know, jubilation. This is the period of jubilation. It's like, you know what? The good news is maybe, and, and actually part of the problem is, Time. There was a Wharton Business School study that sort of looked at what's the optimal leisure time. Mm -hmm. And and the study found that if you have too much leisure time, right, so um, more than five hours a day, your anxiety, depression, and decline. If you have too little leisure time, as we know, the, the work workaholics out there, it's less than two hours, you're really stressed out. So there's this optimal amount of time Le the leisure years, two to five hours a day. And it's how am I going to fill my time? So for all those people who were quitting, you still got to wake up every morning and decide what you're going to do with your life. Right. And it's different for everyone, right? Everyone has what works for one person may not work optimally for the other person, right? So I think whatever term we attach to it, it's just going to be a term that you know, works for some people and doesn't. So everyone sort of has to kind of find their own, maybe, maybe not having any labels at all. Is, is, there's a, there's people try elder Academy elders. There's, you know, we try with these words, but I have to be honest when people, and this is something I recommend for folks who are out there as you're thinking about it. I say, I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my next chapter. Yeah. And, and we may be talking about multiple retirements. So this, this is, you know, this is where I am. I'm finding my way. I'm, I'm living my next chapter. I don't, that's a chapter in a life. I don't know that it's my last chapter. It's my whatever. And, and not to get too gloomy here, part of it has to do, on the one hand, we have too much time. On the other hand, guess what? We're older. We have too little time and people are actually terrified. There was a study done where People who are actually at the risk of being morbid, but I think we got it's a reality check, sort of. It's a, it's a, it's a tough subject to take seriously. People who are literally dying were asked a question about death, and people who are thinking about dying, guess which group is more terrified of death? Hmm. Which one? It's, it's the folks who are thinking about it, because the folks hmm. who maybe, maybe there's some level of acceptance. So we don't like to talk about this stuff. You know, it's a youth-focused society. So anyway, it's it's a lot to think about, but yeah. I think it's all part of a spectrum. And if we think about work, 
as part of an aspect of our life, then we can have a different conversation and we can make different decisions and choices for us. And you're right. People who have spent their whole life working where their identity is part of it mm-hmm. are going to have a really hard time going from 120 miles an hour to what do I do? And my identity has been that's the role I've played in an organization. Right. So I, I, I imagine that's one of the issues that your clients come to you for is kind of like, now what, like, how do I make that adjustment? So yeah, what are, what kind of talk about that? And what are uh, some other issues that your clients will come to you for to kind of help, you know, that you can kind of coach them through? I think people have, many people have, and many of us, we've spent our life by shoulds, what we're supposed to be do. You know, we're raised, you go to school, maybe you go to college, maybe you get married, you have kids, you get a job, you have a career, right? So these things I'm supposed to do. And a lot of it has been other directed. I've taken, I've raised my kids, or I'm raising my kids, or I you know someone needs a deliverable from me. You know, it's, it's what do you need from me now? And so the common theme is typically, what do I do? My kids, especially folks who are older, but it's still a question for anyone in the career spectrum. What about me? And so what do I want? How do I decide? I almost a paralysis and fear. What do I do when it's just me? Because people lose three things when we don't have work. We've talked about identity. Who am I? But you also lose structure. Where do I go? This place I go to and the stuff that I do. And three, really importantly, we haven't talked about yet is a community. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of people who we are in relationship to that all of a sudden that's potentially gone. So it's a very big deal. Whether you're young or not, work plays this big peace in your life. So now I'm talking about, okay, work goes away. What do I do? Who am I? How, how do I decide what I'm going to do, how I'm going to spend my time? And, and we talk about that. And I have, you know, some thoughts I could share about how to sort of go through that, but it's, it sounds existential, but you know what? It, it is. Right. Um, and so for somebody looking to, you know, if, if they are considering retirement, retiring, or they've already started the process, like regardless of, you know, how far along they are in that decision-making process, like right. what are, what are a few kind of quick tips that you could lend to somebody who's kind of in that situation and thinking about it? Well, there's this sort of concept from the Japanese that you may have heard about. It's called Ikigai, I-K-I-G-A-I. And it goes to, and this is people can ask themselves sort of these questions. It's, what do I love? So let's call that passion. What am I passionate about? One. Two, what am I good at? So my skills, my competencies. And then three, what does the world value or need? 
And if you look at Ikigai, there's this fourth and they will pay me for it. So this is something anybody at any place in the career spectrum can use as a framework for thinking about it. Um, and then you look for the marriage of the three. So if, there are some people who may never have thought about that. Um, so how do I get at what I love? You know, sometimes it's take a trip down memory lane, go back over your life and say, what I remember doing, loved doing as a kid or, or who and who was I with? What was I doing it with? And even what feels good to me, what feeds me? You know, it could be my physical self. It's my mental self, my mind, my intellect. Um, there are people who go back to school, you know, mm -hmm. as part of a retirement portfolio, if you will. My emotional self, my heart and my soul. For me, my dog you know, fulfills all three of those because it makes me get out. You know, I, it stimulates my mind. I get to cuddle with my this annoying 80 pound dog I have that doesn't always want that. But so what feels good to me? What feeds me? What do I love? And then who? Who fills my cup? What relationships matter to me? And there's an interesting, I think it's David Brooks, maybe, the New Yorker or, or Al, Albert Brooks. No, that's an actor. He talks about, you know, we filled, it's stepping back and saying no, pulling away from those things that don't give you joy. That can be, for some people, it could, it, that's, <laughs> hard, like put the phone down or something like that. So, and then what am I good at? Start to think about your skills and your competencies and who might benefit from that. And we, we can talk more about that and whether it's volunteering and everything else, but you have to start with what's important to me. Yeah. And that's not always apparent or obvious to people. No. I think. No, it's, it's not yeah. at all. It's a, it's a lot of times it's a coach who can kind of draw that out of somebody and kind of get them thinking in different ways to, you know, to kind of get just kind of that transitional phase from, you know, the full-time nine to five to now, you know, retirement. Right. So it's just kind of yeah. like smoothing that transition and, and in doing that, it's, you know, asking those really sometimes tough questions of them. Yeah. It's like, you know, what, what gives you purpose? What gives, what fulfills you? What, you know, and it's just kind of like working on that piece of it to kind of help them through to the next, the next part of it. Yeah. And as a coach, that's definitely, you know, it's like, I, this may get real profound again. If you ask some people, you know, do I believe in God? Well, it's a yes, no question. But if you ask people, has there been a time where you felt close to God, you get a different kind of answer. So part of the work of coaching is to know how to ask the right questions. So the person says, I don't know, I'm stuck or I'm overwhelmed. How can you get there? Um, for sure, I think. And, and part of it, I think, for a lot of people, is it a fixed? Carol Dworkin, I think, talks about this, our mindset. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset, things are kind of the way they are. A growth mindset is curiosity about yourself, the people around you, the world around you. And sometimes that's what we need. We need someone who helps us get, open up that aspect of yourself that we may have closed down and said, well, that's not available to me you know, anymore.
Right. So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a fascinating topic and something that is, it's something that a lot of people are going through right now and, you know, facing kind of a new reality. Um, And the pandemic has Mm -hmm. been a major driving force (laughs) to, um, you know, to get to, to where we are today. In, yes. in, in the mindset, in the culture. Um, so I guess if there was, you know, I, I try to see the silver lining even in mm-hmm. a global pandemic. And I think it's, you know, people are awakening in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of respects to their purpose and to what's really important to them. So, and then the other piece is just, how do I get there? <laughs> Right. How do I like if I want to make the transition, you know, what are the steps I need to take? And, you know, just kind of having somebody there to kind of help me through it and guide me and hold me accountable if if that's, you know, what you need and and all the rest. So and change is uncomfortable. The yeah. brain, our brains are wired. You know, it's it's that saber tooth tiger in the cave. We we don't want we we react to what's right in front of us and and this sort of deeper thinking um but slower thinking mm-hmm. isn't something if we've been going 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 our whole lives is, is unfamiliar and it's scary and change means saying no to things and saying yes to things and if we're not in the habit of that and of thinking about ourselves, it's quite it can be quite daunting so yeah i agree with you Absolutely. So, well, I would love to continue the conversation because I think it's, you know, it's a very dynamic thing. It's, it's changing all the time. So would love Eric. to continue the conversation. But for now, I really want to thank you for okay. being with me on the Career Optimum podcast and lending your insights and um, your expertise. And I will give you the last word, Emily, any parting thoughts for our listeners today? (laughs) Oh, I think for those of you who are thinking about retiring, it's part of it, you know, it's, it's your network and your people are critical and that you got to find your people and, Mm -hmm. and um, get involved, connect with people. So it's not all of a sudden you've closed off, you've left, and then you're looking around for sure. And I think, I guess my closing would humility besides curiosity, you know, this, this next step for anyone requires a certain amount of humility. You know, people think I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to get on board. They call the nonprofit. Hey, can I get on my board? Like what? So humility. And then the the final piece is compassion (laughs) that this is, this is serious. This is something to take into one's heart as a serious matter and to give oneself the gift of compassion for what this involves in terms of what am I going to do now? Right. Wise words to end with. And for our listeners, um, uh, just take a look in our podcast description. I'll leave Emily's contact info in case you'd like to get in touch with Emily uh, and learn more about her coaching services. Uh, All that information will be in the podcast description for you. So with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the Career Optimum Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. 
and be sure to subscribe. Also, subscribe to my blog at careeroptimum.com and follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash careeroptimum. And always remember, work to live, don't live to work. Until next time, <laughs> be well. And thanks again for stopping by.